Welcome to Who Knew. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. You can leave comments there or email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram and Twitter account. Tweet at us at whonewpodcast. And find us on Facebook. All right, Eugene and Brian here. We are going to discuss and share our initial thoughts on the first special of the 14th doctor the star beast um, this is our first official special with uh david tennant returning as the 14th doctor and it premiered or dropped on uh the last saturday the 25th of november right after thanksgiving right after yes um this is reminiscent of like waters of mars for me because that was also a sort of thanksgiving special when it dropped and i really enjoyed that and this is what we were hoping for when russell t davis was announced as the new showrunner it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun <laughs> so much fun um good characterizations great dialogue wasn't perfect, but I think the fun of it and the enjoyment of watching it totally made up for that. Yeah, it, it had me right away with uh, David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate. It's like, we know they're both here. We're just going to introduce them right away and get, get going. And they didn't like prolong that. I love that. Yeah, like they, uh, they didn't repeat what they did in Partners in Crime that worked so well where they just kept missing each other. Yeah. This one, they just didn't waste any time. But but even before that, I love the 14th Doctor walking down the street, just enjoying it and being happy. Yeah. I just thought that was great. Yeah, there was, there was so much fun that I think was missing from these previous seasons of Doctor Who that I was just smiling throughout the whole thing. It was just a lot of fun. And I, I, I don't want to... I know I'm repeating the word fun, but I don't want to give more details. So that's why I'm talking about my feelings and my reactions to it instead of um, specifics. And even though, it, I, I mean, they still have had their chemistry. Did, did, it, did it feel, to, um, did it, did it feel to you? Like it, it felt to me that even though their chemistry is back, you could tell that it's been 15 years that they had changed but not, you know, they were still the same people. They had just matured for 15 years between him. So, you know, Donna was still Donna, but now she had this daughter that, you know, she would do anything for. Yeah. So, I mean, you definitely, if you do a side-by-side -side comparison between season four and this special, you can definitely tell that the actors themselves have aged. So I'm kind of glad that they addressed it and, kind of moved forward from when we last left this sort of pairing mm -hmm. and you know it was rather uh fan and boy and girl wish fulfillment yeah um but that's fine by me yeah you I know don't don't do all of them like that but if you want to reintroduce us that's fine yeah i think for getting us started with this new era i think this is a great way to kind of say hey remember and this is what you liked and hopefully we'll get that with a new cast when these uh, specials are done. Mm -hmm. 
Um, what did you think of the new TARDIS? Oh, I loved it. I remember there was a uh, a concept art piece that some fan did a while ago, uh, and it looked very much like that. So I don't know if they kind of like with the clockwork themes uh, opening sequence, if they kind of took notice of what was going on in the internet and kind of drew from that. Mm, that could be. Because, I did laugh, though, because now the TARDIS is wheelchair accessible. Yeah. And there's a character that maybe is yeah. going to come back. Yeah. What I was really happy at was when the 14th Doctor was running through the new TARDIS interior and was just so joyful to see what yeah. new. Oh, man. To, uh, I, part of me thinks that that's not even acting. That's just David Tennant enjoying running around this big space. And he said it in the behind the scenes that he was having so much fun and it was the thing he said it was the director's idea who just said you know run along uh enjoy and he was like oh that's a great idea but then he had to map out a route <laughs> <laughs> yeah the director is uh written by russell t davis and directed by i think believe rachel talalay who's uh, an american director and she did the uh the finale that we just did with uh dark water and death in heaven i believe oh did she I didn't know. Yeah. That. And she I remember her well rewatching Nightmare on Elm Street that franchise she started on those movies or at least I remember that name from way back when. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um but yeah, I thought it, you know, thought it was was directed well. You could totally see that they had a budget. Mhm. Mm you know, when they blew up the car and it exploded and flipped over, it was like, "Oh, they have money now." <laughs> There was a lot of explosions like in the house, uh, like you mentioned, the car, um, but also the meep, the practical applications and effects on that creature was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was only like one scene that to me looked like either a puppet or CGI um, in the in the parking lot. There's just like a, a wide shot of everybody standing there and the meep is like starting to walk forward and it just looks like it's jiggling yeah it was it was funny seeing that on the some of the behind the scenes that it looked reminded me of like empire strikes back with the yoda puppet yeah but just like <laughs> really well done mm -hmm. especially the eyes very yeah the eyes are the eyes made it the other thing that i can think of is there's a sort of some people might call an agenda with a, a certain plot point but I think it worked out fine because this was sort of something that was in in the the previous version when uh, Donna left, and then like Russell does, he kind of dwells on things and then makes it work because he didn't come up with um what was the thing he didn't come up with in uh heartbeat end? of a time mark no the, the end of his run the heartbeat is that it no no he was talking about. Uh, what was he talking about with uh with Donna in season four? Uh, well, the Doctor Donna. Yes, there you go, the Doctor Donna, because they the said Dr. that Donna. earlier yeah. with the Ood, and so Russell brings back something with uh the Meta Crisis sort of Doctor and Donna having some of the Time Lord essence in her, and I was just like, hey, it works. I can see people thinking it's like a shoved-in agenda, but in the context of the things. It was fine. I mean, it, it it was a very obvious statement, but done really well. And mm -hmm. I don't disagree with the statement. My, you know, my only concern is that horrible people are going to focus on that. 
Yeah, that that's why I'm saying a unquote unquote agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like you people just don't get it. You just don't get it. I thought you were talking about the fact that when Donna at the end, when Donna's losing it and he has to wipe her mind, she gets stuck on binary. Mm-hmm. And it's like how how happy was Russell fifteen years later, going, you know, I can use that. Yeah. You know, it's like the heart, you know, the the heartbeat of a time lord. He didn't know mm-hmm. that the the tap, 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 tap. We didn't know what that was for the master. And then it was like, it's the heartbeat of a time lord. It's like you are so freaking lucky. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. To me, I feel like he pays attention where in this current mm-hmm. world that we're that we're doing, it feels like anything can be a breadcrumb where he's actually listening and maybe re-watching things and oh that can work here that can work there as opposed to how can i make this work so yeah there's, there's a difference between that sort of school of thought mm-hmm. there was there was definitely a return to russell's energy yes and i and i think that's the main thing that we wanted and i think we got it and i hope we keep getting it no and and you know i don't want it to seem like we're harping on recent episodes because I like Jodie Whittaker as the doctor. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the episodes that were written, that were given to her. Um, this was like, like one instance for me is in Jodie Whittaker's time frame. unit was defunded and just became an answering service. Yeah. And it's like, well, is that fun? I mean, I don't know. It, it just seemed so, um, uh, not depressing. Um, well, I'll think me, of the word. Well, to me, it reminds it's it's kind of like a reaction, but the pendulum is swinging the other way. Like we had unit, we had Kate. Let's do the opposite. Let's not have Kate. Let's not have unit. Yes, but I thought it was really it was. I mean, I get your point about okay, now we won't have unit. Kind of like you know, okay, now we won't have the sonic screwdriver for a while. I, I get which, it. Yeah. You know, like they did with what was that? The fifth doctor didn't have a sonic. The fifth doctor was the one that gave it up. Gave it up. Yeah. So um, it was just depressing the way they did it. And this one didn't have depressing things. I mean, you know, Donna gave away $166 million. They had no money, uh, but it wasn't depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was still, there was a lot of humor in it. And yeah. A lot of fun. You made it pay off and it seemed right. Um, You weren't kind of like, oh my God, I feel so sorry for them for the last 15 years. You didn't feel that way. And (laughs) and this is Doctor Who. You don't want to feel that way for an extended time. For every turn left, you know, it's like you have to have like six episodes of really fun, good, dramatic Doctor Who. And then you've earned a turn left, you know, and then you end it with some hope. Yeah, there's there's a balance that I think Russell understands. Yeah, yeah, and he he um, he hasn't lost it. Yeah, and what I really also like is what you mentioned that it, it makes us feel that this is uh, this could be my family. This could be my family struggling during the holidays, or or just somebody you know. This could be some. It's very relatable. Mm-hmm. But it's not depressing, and 
it's still fun and you still feel like the love of the show and of each other in the characters. Yeah. And Russell had to figure out a way to address the lottery issue. And this is how he chose to do it. I think other writers would have chosen to make that the focus Mm. more Mm -hmm. where it is like, you know, they're desperate. I mean, Donna has lost her job and that's sad, but Donna always loses her job. Yeah, it's consistent with the character. <laughs> it's totally consistent. And then, you know, no spoilers, but it is, you know, I gave the money away. <laughs> yeah. It's just so awesome. I laughed so hard. And I found myself just smiling throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it was back to a, a time and a feeling that we liked. Yeah. Was it silly? Absolutely. Was oh it crazy? Yes. Was it a little uh, non-subtle in its message? Yes. Did I care? Yes, because I was having so much fun with it. Yeah. I cared because I liked it. Yeah. That thing with um, the way that they left in season four with uh, the lottery ticket and everybody sort of a happy ending, except for the, the memory part of Donna. I think Russell kind of found a way to go back not to square one, but back to where those characters were, where we could play with them. Mm-hmm. And what we complain about a lot is why didn't you give us more than implied or inferred sort of knowledge or or plot points where here we get that throwaway line or not throwaway line, but we get a line of she gave the money away. And then we talk a little bit about it, but we don't dwell on it. And then we right. just keep moving forward. So it's those things that I think we missed where everything is sort of cohesive and they all connect and um, things get paid off or things get answered or things get asked and then answered. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, he really, Russell really just really answered a lot of, really closed up a lot of, I don't, I'm not going to say plot holes, but just plot. It's like, Oh, I, I didn't need, I didn't, I didn't know I needed to, have that resolved but now i'm so glad it's resolved and i loved sean i loved donna's husband when he comes into the kitchen i frank thought this was a bit much but when when uh he came into the kitchen and just looked around and saw everything that was going on he's like dinner smells good and it's (laughs) and you know i was saying to frank i go i love that because this man's been married to donna noble for 15 years it's like ricky and lucy ricardo it's like my wife gets into everything. <laughs> yeah, and he's not surprised. So, this is just another Donna. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's. I don't know how to explain it other than fun, and it's good to have the old team back. <laughs> yeah, and the music. The music was great. Oh, the music was so good. I loved it. His little hints of the previous themes. Oh. I thought the opening credits were great. Yeah. Oh, you were you were like. Um, we got David Tennant back. We got Catherine Tate. And then when it was announced that we were going to get uh, Murray Gold back, you're like, all right, can we get new stuff? But then I think it worked out. <laughs> no, I, well, um, that is still a worry of mine. I mean, we do have to move forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and we have to move forward well. Um, like I said, I think this is this was fan service. Um, but Russell says... Russell described this episode as a typical episode 
mm-hmm. he describes the second episode as a serious episode. And then he describes the third episode as bonkers. Mm. So I think he he was I think this episode was meant to reassure yeah. Doctor Who fans. I don't know if it was the right choice. I really don't know. Um mm. because I am still worried that he's not gonna change enough. And he needs to. So, you know, I don't know how it would have worked in the in the plot, but I almost kind of wish that the first one was the serious one. And then the second one was the typical one, you know, just kind of like, okay, we've had our fun. Now let's give you nostalgia and then have the bonkers one. And that he describes it as bonkers kind of scares me too. I'm, I'm okay having the fun episode first because that's, what's going to keep people coming back. Uh, True, but you're not really going to attract many new and well, maybe they're going to do that with shooty. That's what I yeah, they're going to do that with shooting. Okay. All right. Yeah. This was for, this is, these specials are for fans, not for, not for launching something new. So the new will be shooting. Okay. All right. I'm happy. And I mean, I'd be being honest, the waters of Mars is the only sort of real special that I like from that transition. Oh, totally. So I hope that star beast is not the same way. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's the only one that I really watch over and over again. The others, I can take them and leave them. Oh, and how about for the very first time, Americans were able to watch a Doctor Who episode in the way it was supposed to be shown? No commercials. Yep. Well, we didn't get any interruptions. I was going to say if you had them on DVD. <laughs> that's not the first time we saw them, though. No, I know, but but I'm saying that's that would be one way, no commercials. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, whenever whenever something absolutely new started, we always had commercials. Yeah. And and BBC America loves their commercials. Oh, yes they do. So, and then they and then when they repeat them, they they hack them up for syndication and no, thank you, Disney. Disney's just going to leave them the way they are. Yeah, so if you don't know, uh, The Star Beast is uh, available on Disney Plus right now. But nothing from the library, just all the new stuff will be on Disney Plus. Nothing from yeah. the previous seasons of Jody or uh, Peter or Matt. That is all still on HBO Max. Uh, I wanted to go back to the uh, theme song. The new theme song. Um, it's very reminiscent of season four, where, where it's kind of busy. Yeah. yeah. But, but I do like it. No, I do too. I like it a lot. Yeah. I I also, I, I don't know music, so I don't know what things are called. Um, but I've always loved that. I call it the bridge section. Um, so it's not the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It's the dun-dun. You know, that... that that section that's kind of like in the middle. Yeah. So is it the part that like changes the tone of the theme? Cause it's like very driving and then it becomes triumphant that part. And melodic. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. So it, it like combines the two classics theme sections. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really happy because they, every time they bring the show in for a new season, they cut the time of the credits yeah. So I was thinking because because they released the video of them playing it 
and it was like, oh, great, that bridge is in it, but we'll never hear it because it'll be cut out of the short credits. Yeah, it's there. I'm yeah. very happy. So yeah. even after the show was ended, it was like, don't touch the credits. <laughs> we have to hear. <laughs> we have to hear the full thing. Yeah, I stayed and listened to the whole of the credits just to yeah. Hear yeah. Oh, this isn't spoil. Well, how funny. This isn't spoilers or specifics. Mm-hmm. This is my new headcanon, and I love it. Okay, so we saw the 14th Doctor have the little adventure with Davros. So we can infer from that that he's had adventures and he's been traveling around a little bit. Uh, I, in my new headcanon, is that's when a David Tennant face has interactions with River. On top of the fact that he looks older because he's the 14th Doctor, she might not know the number. And when she sees him in Silence of the Library, she's just going with it. And then all of a sudden, you're so young Mm -hmm. because he's not the 14th, he's the 10th. And in that way, that closes that plot hole of River didn't see Tennant. River saw Matt Smith. So now, timey-wimey-wise, she did have adventures with David Tennant's doctor, just that was the 14th. Yeah, not the 10th, like we Yeah, right. So when she sees the 10th in Silence of the Library, that's like the first time she sees the 10th doctor, thinking he's another Think, uh, regeneration. regeneration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, that's my headcanon. So if people don't like it, I don't care. It's mine. Write your uh, fan fiction. Add to those volumes and volumes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write the story with Jed the Fish. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad that Russell's back. Uh, and I hope this fun keeps going. Yeah, me too. Uh, it was a good we, start. Do we know when the next uh, special is coming out? Saturday. This Saturday? Yep. Okay. Three weeks in a row. And then Shooty is on Christmas Day. That's right. I forgot they were wrapping up for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wrapping up. See what you did there. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you. But then, but then I don't think we're going to have new episodes for a while. That's okay. We're used yeah. to that. Very much. They have also started to film season two, so that's a good sign. Oh, that's the other thing. The 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 new Doctor Who Confidential. Yeah. What is it? The uh, I forgot. It's like a more behind the scenes type of thing instead of Doctor Who Confidential. But I'm so glad those are back. I think that's a very Russell thing to do because he wants. It just feels like he wants that sort of um, peek behind the curtain type of thing. Where I think Moffat wanted to keep everything so secret. I also think that they were losing the budget at that point. Yeah, they didn't have the money to make it. The budget probably just went into all the special effects that were going on. Um, I just I just looked it up on YouTube. It just says behind the scenes, the Star Beast. There's no like Doctor Who confidential type of thing on it, or you know. Yeah, it, but it's called something in the in Britain. Um, I don't know. Unleashed or I think it's unleashed. Okay. Unlimited. I'll look it up, and if I find it, I'll text to you. There's also the. Uh, official Doctor Who podcast, right? Uh, who one of the participants has been around forever doing behind the scenes stuff. Um, and this was their first one, so you know they were just kind of breaking things in. Uh, but 
they kept having Russell little clips from Russell talking to them. Yeah. And that was great. And it's like, hello, fellow podcast, fellow, fellow podcasters. And it's like, oh, Russell's back. Yeah. <laughs> hello, fellow. Or what was it? Hello, loyal viewers. What was that? His catchphrase? Uh, faithful viewers. Yes. Hello, faithful viewers. <laughs> so I think this was hello, faithful podcasters. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. People may not like it, but boy, I needed this jolt of nostalgia. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we we were living in that age where you have things like Ghostbusters having a second uh, revival in a movie franchise and uh, everything that's like even fashion from the 90s is now in with the the teenagers. Mm -hmm. We're just in that nostalgia wave going on right now. Well, look at the last season of Picard. Yeah, that was all for next gen fans. Yeah, they they. They tried something new. Everyone hated it. And they, you know, then they basically said, we're sorry. Uh, here's what you want. Um, <laughs> I kind of think that's what happened with Doctor Who. And they said, let's do something different. And then, yeah. nope, we want fun. <laughs> yeah. Bring the fun back. Even the new Star Wars stuff yeah. is bringing nostalgic stuff back. It's true. I mean, you know, Ahsoka, she's been around for, what, 20 years now? 20 years at least, yeah. Yeah, and Thrawn, Thrawn's been around. Well, I remember when that theatrical movie came out. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I saw that with my with my good buddy who we just talk about Star Wars like we never stop talking about Star Wars. <laughs> well, yeah, no, and I'm just saying it's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember like, mm, but whatever. It threw me off the Clone Wars for the next 15 years. You know who got me into Clone Wars? Aryan. Either okay, no, it was you with Clone Wars. <laughs> okay, I didn't. I didn't realize Aryan was a fan of uh, Clone Wars, and then I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Aryan, if you're listening, comment below. Um, but yeah, I mean, even Thrawn. Thrawn's older than Ahsoka. Yeah, from the so, uh, it, you know, books and stuff. Yeah, so it's like, okay, you may have re- rebooted everything, but we'll just forget that you did that. And focus on the stuff we like. Yeah. It's it's a funny nostalgia wave we're writing right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you got to listen to the audience. We don't want this forever. And, you know, may not be very creative at the moment. But the time will come when the world will be able to handle out-of-the-box thinking. I just don't think we can right now. We're sick of things being different. It's weird because sometimes I feel like we want different, but also familiar. So it's a very weird balance mm-hmm. act that you have to perform. Yeah. Yeah. We want different, but don't go crazy. Yeah. We're, we're such oxymorons when it comes to what we want. And just morons. That That's true. All right. So that wraps up our initial thoughts on the Star Beast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time when the future becomes the present. You just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Our wonderful theme music is by Michael Grady. Find him on Facebook at The Universe Explodes. Additional music is by Damiel Paggio. Additional music by Paul Ohlers. All our episodes are engineered by Auburn, and you can find him at auburnbinkley.com. You can also find this show in several places. Follow us on Twitter at Who Knew Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Who Knew Podcast. 
All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. Visit our Facebook page. Please leave comments, reviews, and click like to support Who New Podcast. To listen to our show on your Amazon Echo device, subscribe to us on Amazon Music. And then ask your Amazon device to play your podcast subscriptions. This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who. The longest running sci-fi show in history. And especially the revival spearheaded by Russell T. Davis. Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, Ron Grainer, and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord. Your work continues to inspire and entertain. Hello, this is Sylvester McCoy. You've just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Clever name.